Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix. A very, very good morning to you if you've just joined us. It's that time of week again. Is he with us? Is he not? It's David Georgeson. How are you? Is the line holding? Am I here? Yeah, oh, it was a wee bit touch and go, David. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? I'm good, thank you very much. Yes, is, is the studio back to normal now? Is it all safe oh, and well? Oh, well, yes, we're kind of guessing there. Yes, definitely. It was a bit of a, yeah, it was It was really kind of weird week last week because we were on and off air and obviously, you know, there's a lot of building work going on around us at the moment and uh, a little power surge kind of knocked us off uh, broadcasting for a few days. So, yeah, it, it was all a bit traumatic, but uh, we seem to be getting there now, thank goodness. We're back now, and everyone can listen to me, so hooray. Well, you, yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing. David, listen, if I don't get my weekly Georgianson fix, then, you know, it's it's a dark weekend, I have to say. It's been a long, a long fortnight. Uh, I don't think so. I've seen what you've been up to recently. I've seen all about your your antics and your going out. So I think you've been having a, quite a nice time without me. Thank you very much. You've always been in my mind. Always, always, always. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we've got tons to talk about today, David. Uh, the soaps are just phenomenal at the moment. Um, a little bit uh, freaky, some of the stories, actually, I have to say. But uh, we'll start off with uh, Robert and Rebecca what it's freaky in itself isn't it yeah it is I, I'm so disappointed I was so disappointed last night when they went down that route because I just thought you know why why I know that he's yeah. upset about Aaron but why this is something that they wanted for so long why don't they just let it run for a while well, apparently all the Rob Brum fans have been absolutely furious as well because, you know, this is exactly what they did not want to happen. It's like they've been married, literally married two minutes and then obviously Aaron is now, it's on Spice. I'm sorry, I can't help laughing every time they say Spice as the drug. It sounds like it's made up and apparently it's not. I think it's real, but like, it's just, <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't laugh at these no, things. But, exactly what you mean. <laughs> but, but so Rob, sorry, sorry, Aaron's, Aaron's in jail, obviously not on Spice and then Rob is running back to Rebecca and it's all just like I'm, I'm I'm disappointed in Robert very much so I mean we all knew like you know he's he's not to be trusted but at the same time we all thought he 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 was with Aaron and I know he's been pushed to the edge with Aaron I know that Aaron is pushing him away and you know and it's all a bit of a mess but they're supposed to be in love and they're supposed to be married and yeah it's it, it's a huge mess and I hope fingers crossed that Aaron and Robert will survive, and I know all the Rob Robin fans as well. But yeah, um, I think tonight we're going to going to see some uh, we're going to see some actual uh, regret from Robert for once, which is quite good. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's going to take that to overcome this little problem. No, I don't think so either. And actually, you know, it just so kind of cheapens their relationship and and what we've kind of worked up to with them. Um, I I really wish that hadn't happened. But it is Soapland, and we know it's not real. Well, people say it's not real. I think it is. But uh, you know, I I am just very disappointed. Listen, staying with the family is is Chrissy gone or is she coming back? Who knows? Who knows what's going on there? Mm. Yeah, I don't mm. know because I didn't really. Actually, actually I'm, I'm trying to be mysterious there, but I'm a bit like Mystic Meg. I have no idea. <laughs> no, as far as I, my little birds, my little sources have not told me that she's leaving or anything like that. So I don't know where she's gone at the moment. But you know, these she's had quite quite a lot on her plate recently. So I think she's due a little break. 
Oh, yeah, very much so, very much so. Well, listen, let's talk about Gabby. Now, obviously, we've we've been following the storyline of Ashley. He's in a mm. home now, and it's it's so sad, actually, because, you know, he's, he's kind of in love with another woman or, or treating this other woman like his, his girlfriend or his partner. Uh, Laurel is very accepting of it, very upset, but very accepting. We see, at last, actually, some other people going to visit him. Because I thought, yes. you know, that's about time. You know, if they kind of realised that that was a bit of a, a kind of foresight. Um, but anyway, uh, Gabby is just, you know, she seems on one hand like the perfect daughter doing everything to help Laurel to be so understanding, to you know be loving towards her dad. And then she goes and does all these naughty things. I think it's a way of coping, though, isn't it, as well? Because it's so, I'm, I'm sure it's a way for her to try and take control of the situation as well by being bad with Liv and all the rest of it. You know, I mean, it's, I think it's very hard to watch anyone deteriorate from, from dementia at any age, but especially when you're a teenager and having to watch your father have this very long drawn out what is it essential you know is he's losing his his memories and his connections to people and it is so very very sad so yeah on the one hand she's a little madam but at the same time you can't really blame her for what she's doing it's just really really sad and i hope that she doesn't get into too much trouble while all this is going on i've got a feeling it's not going to go that way though no, it's it's a shame, really. It really, really is because it's it's almost like there's, you know, such a good girl there, but she's so mm. kind of distressed by what's happening. She can't help, but um, you know, kind of do naughty things. I've been there, David. I I know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen. Lastly, with Emmerdale, let's talk about Rona and uh, this freak Pierce, uh, because he is just so weird, isn't he? He's so weird. Yes, I can't stand him, and no, I don't think anyone can stand him now. Vanessa stood up to him, of course, and uh, I think she needs to watch her back. Actually, like you know, I think she needs to be very, very careful about what she does next and what is going to happen because Pierce is, yeah, he's not to be messed with now, and uh, Rona just can't see this. So I think Rona can actually see it. This is the sad thing, but she's so besotted by him and everything that happened between her and Paddy so long ago that she's just. I think she just wants to tell herself that she's settled and it's all going to be fine, and I don't think it is going to be fine. I think. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I reckon there's going to be some kind of big wedding day trauma. Um, mm. It's all going to kick off on the wedding day. That's what I think. But the sad thing is, of course, is that Tess, before she was run over and killed, um, said, you know, the, the whole reason she was having the affair of Paddy in the first place is because Pierce was being very controlling and she hinted that, you know, he was uh, kind of trying to kind of control her life and it was in a very sinister way. And uh, so the clues were all there right from the start before we'd even seen Pierce and now obviously seeing what Tess probably went through when she was alive. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dreadful, dreadful storyline. Um, listen, let's move on to Coronation Street. And uh, I'll, I'll talk a bit about Nick and Leanne at the moment, because obviously that's all kicked off with the baby and, and Steve finding out. But I think the most hideous storyline that I've seen in a long, long time. <laughs> Don't is hold this, back. <laughs> is this, oh my goodness, this Bethany story. It is really, <sighs> yeah. truly creepy. Wasn't it last on Wednesday's episode? It was really, really sinister, wasn't it? Right at the end, where uh, you know Nathan was talking about giving her to his friend. I mean, it was just oh, it's just horrible, really, really horrible. And obviously, um, Sarah Louise, when she was at the same age as Bethany, went through something very similar when that man off the internet tried to kidnap her and 
do terrible things to her as well and they did talk about that very recently but yeah it's um bethany is you know she's had the imp- the contraceptive implants and you know she's lying to her mum about that already even when her mum's being really good about getting her on the pill and all this and uh, yeah, I just hope that it doesn't end with Gary Windass going in all their guns blazing and having to go to jail for for beating up someone as evil as Nathan. I've got a feeling the weak point in all this situation for Nathan is going to be, I've forgotten her name, the friend, you know, the, the, yes, the one who befriended yes, Bethany. Yes. She's clearly been drawn into this world as well, and she clearly feels very, very uncomfortable with it as well. She knows deep down that it's completely wrong. And I've got a feeling that whatever happens next is going to involve her. And hopefully it happens very soon because I really, I can't bear the thought of anything really, really bad happening to Bethany. No, I can't either because she's she was such a little madam that I couldn't stick when she first started. I thought, when am I ever going to warm to this character? Um, and actually, I just love her little character now. I think yeah, she's, she's fantastic. great. Yeah. Everyone loves her, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. But um, I, I just feel that, that, you know, it's it's very kind of, it's ringing alarm bells for me in the same kind of way that it did with the Whitney storyline. Uh, and it's yeah. very kind of similar to that. And I really hope that, that we don't go as far as it went with Whitney. Cause oh, I think no, because what... we all know what happened at the end of the Whitney storyline in EastEnders, of course, is that her brother ended up uh, going on the run and is now obviously behind bars for killing uh, the man who was sexually exploiting uh, Whitney. So uh, so hopefully, I, I'm I, the only person I can think of who would do that for Bethany is Gary Windass. And I just... I just hope against hope that it's not going to go down that road as well, but we'll yeah, see. Yep, yep. I'm, I'm hoping, like you, it's this friend of Nathan's that, that kind of, you know, sticks him in it in the end and, and you know, dobs him into the police. Um, okay, let's move on then to the Nick, Leanne. Uh, well, Michelle is involved. Robert is sniffing about Michelle. It's, it's all a big mess at the moment. And Michelle is really out for revenge, isn't she? I have to say, the beauty about this storyline is that I can't really take sides because I think everyone is in the right to some extent. And I know, let's start with Nick. Nick's really irritating and Nick's really annoying me. So but I was going to be least on anyone's side. It's probably Nick right now. Even though I do empathise with this situation and the fact that he's not the father of baby Oliver, uh, but he wants to be the father, which is fair enough. Completely understand that. But now he's getting the runaround from Leanne. Leanne is looking out for the best interests of herself, but also mainly of Oliver, the baby. And she does want Steve to be part of Oliver's life because, you know, obviously Oliver has a right to know who his father is and and Nick wants to be that person but Nick isn't that person Steve is that person and he's not it's not like you know he's living on the other side of the world he's living at literally five steps away on the other side of the street so I can see where the answer coming from with that and then of course Steve himself is you know yes he probably does want Michelle back but at the same time it's the fact that he he, he wants to he has a he knows he's got a responsibility to to Oliver and you know he's selling the rovers to make sure that he can meet those responsibilities and 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 get rid of you know all those things that are holding him back from doing that so uh, he's doing that and then of course michelle is the one who's been betrayed the most by all this and and yeah uh, i feel so sorry for her i mean she's going way too far of course and i think what michelle is losing sight of right now despite everything she's been through and she's been through a hell of a lot and yes all my most of my sympathies are with michelle is the fact that she is now interfering in the well-being of a baby quite frankly and and she needs to sort herself out very very quickly but if you watch tonight's episode i don't think it's gonna go that way 
I'll just oh, say that. Dear, oh dear. Well, listen, kind of staying along the same lines, what are they thinking of? Toya and um, what's his face? Peter. Peter buying the pub. Is no, that not the most we all knew. They, they kept mentioning it the other night, didn't they? They, yeah. they? All the stuff that happened with the the art. The, what's it called? Not the art. I can't the joinery. That's what it's called. When he and Liam were together, and and of course, yeah, Peter went spectacularly off the rails and ended up uh, getting very, very drunk and losing their license and all the rest of it. And it was an absolute disaster, of course. And and, and yeah, he's thinking about doing the same. There's going to be some twists and turns in this pub now. Of course, this whole storyline has been kicked off by what we've just been talking about with Steve and Leanne having the baby together and, and, and Steve selling. And apparently the producer Kate Oates has said that there is going to be a new owner of the Rovers, but we don't know who that's going to be yet. And yeah, let's just say that uh, Peter's, let's just say Peter's, the, the, the twists and turns of Peter's life are going to impact on this Rovers storyline in quite a surprising way. That is my hint to you. I just, do you know, I, I don't understand as well why he's kind of going after this other woman at the moment. And, you know, it's almost like Peter really wants to be the kind of settled down person in love, one woman uh, kind of man, but he just can't help himself. And there's this nutter now that the uh, she's obviously playing him. I mean, she's she's following him, isn't she? And kind of trying to make out that she's being followed by her ex. Can I just point out something here while we're doing this? Yes. Let me just say that the Rofers has probably got two of the most overqualified barmaids in the world working behind that bar. <laughs> right. Something that occurred to me the other night. You've got Sarah Louise, who was who's been living in Milan for the last ten odd years, working in fashion and you know, and, and working for Stephen's company and and doing all this high powered stuff. She comes back to Weatherfield. The only job she can get is behind the bar of the Rovers. I mean, you know, it's not like Manchester's lacking in any fashion businesses is it and then of course the other person you've got Toya who's been a counsellor working with people in difficulties in Liverpool comes back to Weatherfield first thing she does can only get a job by <laughs> in the bar you know it's just like you've got a counsellor and a high powered fashion executive and they're serving <laughs> pints of bitter <laughs> to Tim Metcalf and Dev Allen it's like what? Do you know I, I was actually thinking that last night when I saw Bethany at this party and she was going on about the fact that you know yo yeah I like living in Milan and you know the pizza was great and so was the you know whatever <laughs> but you know I much prefer being in Weatherfield <laughs> madness it is a bit mental okay can I, can I just say actually one more piece of Coronation Street news yes, to, if there's any yes, fans yes. of the bill there I know there's lots and we all want to see the bill come back I think don't oh, we oh yeah Which, few years ago there was this amazing character called Kathy Bradford who was uh, really really was an insane copper and, and and she ended up taking people hostage and she had victims left right and center and and, and she was it was a brilliant storyline actually but the actress who plays her Connie Hyde has just been cast in Coronation Street and and she's going to be playing really really big surprises is Gina Seddon who is Sally's sister now Gina was in Coronation Street back in the 80s I think it was 88 and 89 played by somebody else and 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 she's coming back and it's going to be a big storyline involving Sally and Gina and Gina's daughter as well so that's going to be really interesting oh that will be incredible i can hardly wait for that do you know when that's happening is that kind of spring summer They've been spotted filming now so yeah, i think you can expect to see in the next 5 or 6 weeks on screen 
Fabulous, fabulous. Okay, let's talk about EastEnders finally. And, um, well, Mick is just in meltdown. We saw Linda come back briefly last night. Actually, you know, she kind of laid into Whitney a bit, tried to kind of deflect everything that Lee had done. Um, she's obviously just in a complete and utter spin with what Lee's done. But uh, Whitney is being a little more supportive, I have to say, to Mick than, than Linda is. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? It's um, I feel I feel uh, it was lovely to see uh, to see uh, to Linda back last night. Actually, I thought she was actually staying, and I was gutted when she actually got back in that taxi again and went off because uh, yeah, she really is needed at the Vic at the moment. And uh, after that call that Jane made to her to get her back, and then Mick obviously right at the end was actually gutted that uh, uh, that she'd gone off uh, again. Mick needs to just sort himself out. I've never seen Mick in this way before. It's absolutely crazy, and yeah, I, I'm not particularly happy with the way Mick is reacting to things and he knows that Linda has so many responsibilities on a plate with with uh, another baby Ollie of course with little Ollie and uh, and a mum who's had the stroke of course and then Mick himself and the family and and you know it's like Nancy's all halfway around the world doing whatever she's doing with with Tamwa and then of course uh, Lee is he's living in Dover now you know with his job and he seems to be very happy so the only person who's really keeping it together right now is Johnny you know I mean it's absolute madness and of course with Shirley behind bars you know she's in there so they didn't have to pay that £10,000 fine that from from when Babe was serving um, alcohol before hours and uh, you know it's a huge huge mess um, well obviously we know I've said this before I've known that Danny Dyer is on a break at the moment but apparently from what I've heard he is on his way back and so we're going to be seeing Mick at some point so I think he's going to go and then come back and uh, and hopefully this will just be the start of it but of course in the background then as we saw last night Max Branning is you know he's, he's plotting we don't quite know what's going on we saw him a few weeks ago up the shard doing all sorts of things and uh, and, and it looks like he's got his eye on on and getting rid of, of the Queen Vic and, and Albert Square itself so we just don't know I know it just all seems a bit kind of weird I know that Thank gone then sorry <laughs> silence thinking about it no <laughs> No, actually, I was. Plus, my producer has just handed me the best cup of tea in the world. Um, <laughs> so I was taking a wee sip oh, of that. Don't let me interrupt you. I'm sorry, shall I just take over for five minutes while you have your tea? Is that what you like? Do you, know, you do that. You do that. That would be brilliant. Listen, right, you're far stop, more interested. Okay. <laughs> this is the morning mix with me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you're far more interesting than I am. I'm just going to let you run with it. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> you might regret saying that. No. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, what else is happening in EastEnders at the moment? Because I know the, the, the kind of Beck storyline has been running on. We did see pictures, though, um, somewhere. Now, it's an advert that's on telly of Michelle now, openly kissing Preston, is it? Yes, it's TV a very has. strange trailer that. Yes, yeah. so you've basically got it's raining in Albert Square. It's all in slow motion. It all looks very fancy. And then um, Preston's walking across the market on bridge street and and then he goes up to and then all people are looking like denise and and then obviously right at the end there's this amazing look from martin is like what the hell is going on and then he she he goes up to, to michelle and, and and then kind of like goes in to kiss her and then right at the end there's bex staring across wondering what the hell is going on now bex has actually been really good recently hasn't she she's uh we, she started off as this quite irritating teenager but now she's been through the mail and back with all the stuff that was happening with the the dodgy pictures on her phone and with the uh, shaki and and with louise and everything else and the, and the people at the school so last night we hopefully seen her turn the corner but yeah it looks like we've not seen half of the drama going on yet if if all this stuff with preston and michelle is going to get in the way now 
Absolutely crazy. Um, I'd, it'd be really interesting to see where that one goes because it just seems, again, that that's a bit of a freaky one. I think he's he he apparently looks like you know about a twelve year old. He looks hmm. too young for her. I know there's age gap, kind of. Probably he's too young for her. <laughs> but yeah, but apparently he really, really looks it. It looks odd. Yeah, he really does. It's it's a, it's it's very very young indeed, and I think this is the shocking part of the fact that Michelle has got herself into this situation. Yeah, it's it's very very strange. Oh well, do you know something, David? Unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. I really really don't want to. Do you want to just take over the rest of the show? Because I really am enjoying this cup of tea. Well, I had a little hint there about something that might be coming up in the future, but if you don't want to hear it, then it's absolutely <gasps> fine. Okay, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Okay, so the report suggests that there is a funeral being filmed at the moment in EastEnders. Someone is going to be dying, and it looks like it's someone connected with the Carter family. Oh, my goodness. So there you go. Oh, I wonder, is it uh, the mother? Sylvie. There you go. Interesting, uh, yeah. yeah. Who knows? She's the, uh, no details have been released yet. This is just what people have seen. So, Well, listen, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Honestly, you keep us in, in these uh, kind of little cliffhangers, these little moments of suspense every week. I love it. But uh, are you doing anything nice for the weekend? Um, I'm not sure yet, actually. I've got to clean my flat, actually, because it's an absolute tip at the moment. So I've got to sort that out. Well, you enjoy doing your Molly Maid thing and I shall speak to you uh, here next Friday on The Morning Mix. Have a great one and thank you so much for joining us, David Georgeson. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye-bye, take care. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.